Hello, America and the rest of the world who is subject to American politics, whether they want to be or not. This is Tracy Sue, and you are listening to What Would Tracy Sue Do, where we ask better questions about things that matter. The question we're asking today is why you should vote for a woman just because she's a woman. I love how this gets phrased. Like, it's so amazing to me that anyone would say, why should we vote for a woman just because she's a woman? How about this reason? Every single person before her through our entire modern history, we have voted for a white man because he was a white man. We went out on a limb one single time, once, one single time to vote for a half white man and half black man. The fact that people think that voting for a woman should only happen if we run out of men with good ideas, run out of quote unquote good men with integrity. Like this is insane to me that that's the bar. We have to run out of good men. We have to run out of men with good ideas or else we're voting for the woman just because she's a woman. All right, I am going to say this. Yes, please vote for a woman just because she's a woman. Because right now, the shit show we're living in is created by a severe imbalance between men and women, masculine and feminine. You could not have a wider disparity than we have today on this planet. If you trace every single problem we are facing on this planet back, you will find patriarchy at the core of it. I'm talking about war. I'm talking about terrorism. I'm talking about food shortage, global warming, raping the earth of her resources, not thinking ahead, worrying about the next four months uh, spreadsheet profit margin instead of 20 years down the road, how you're going to be able to keep a resource. That's all patriarchy. That's all because we've been voting for and hiring and paying and promoting men just because they're men. That's the whole thing behind sexism is that you promoted, voted for, hired someone just because they were men or just because they were white or just because it is not against equality to do the same thing in order to correct ourselves. So it is not a vote for equality to be gender blind at this moment in history. If this moment in history had not had 4,000 years of extreme gender sexism, control, patriarch, like if it was not so extreme prior to us, gender neutral would be great. Gender blindness would be great. But we have reached an element of our culture and our history where things are so extreme that we have to choose in a very, like, just confront the the issue head on and say, whoa, we are not going to shift from patriarchy unless we intentionally, consciously 
put women in power. Let me explain why. Why voting for someone with the idea of equality, but having the person that you're voting for be the same exact gender or race as everyone in history before them is not a progressive move. <laughs> that, is, that is not progressive at all. That is not for equality at all. It is not in integrity with the virtue of equality or fairness, or democracy, or a meritocracy, right? We're not living in any of those things. Our current reality, those are nice words, but we do not live in a meritocracy. Meritocracy meaning you get where you get because you worked hard and the best person for the job gets the job. See, that definition, the best person for the job, has meant the white man, a white male for that job, for so long that the idea that a woman got the job is considered some sort of affirmative action liberal move, right? Because obviously there was a white man right there ready to take that job. Like it's this idea that we have to run out of white men in order to move people into places of power and influence. And this is detrimental to everyone. And we're, we're reaching such a peak crisis period for this incredibly toxic masculine way that we're doing the whole world, which is literally created by men, friends. This is not like a, uh, a philosophical idea. Our world today is literally created by and governed by men in power. All of the major corporations, the map, you know, the Fortune 500, these mega corporations that are growing around the earth and raping and pillaging all of the natural resources, women are not leading those organizations, friends. They are men, right? This is not it is not discrimination or a stereotype to point out a fact. They're men. In our global international world, our global corporatism, and our global politics, men, right? That's a fact. Look around. Who is running shit? Men. And here's some things that we know about that. Countries with the largest disparity of power, right? Uh, the biggest difference, largest disparity of power, the biggest difference in power between genders the countries who have the, the widest gap between the power of a man and the power of woman, economically, politically, socially, also produce the most extreme terrorism. Countries that we are afraid of, that we are electing a president of the United States to oversee, right? You figure this out. We're in an international issue with, you know, Afghanistan or Iran, right? The countries that are most prone to war, extremism, terrorism are also the countries with the biggest disparity, the biggest gap between men and women in terms of power. And in fact, those countries commit egregious human rights crimes towards women and girls. 
where you find the biggest human rights crimes in terms of women and girls is where you find the most patriarchy. And when I'm talking about crimes, I'm talking about statistics like 200 million girls and women are missing. They're just gone. There's a massive slave trade that's not based on race anymore. It's based on gender, the gender of half of the world. When we have women leading, we reduce the amount of terrorism and war and conflict on the planet. Like that's just a literal fact. We can look at all of the science and the statistics and the studies, and we can see that when we take our aid money, right? America spends a crap ton of money on aid, federal aid, to give to other countries as a peacekeeping measure, right? So we can look at a country and say, hey, shit is getting unsustainable over there. Uh, there's violence. They are tending towards extremism. That puts us in danger because they're directing their anger toward the United States, which is the patriarch of the world. Let's go give them some money to make sure that they have basic necessities like food and water and shelter because countries that are not desperate don't tend to go out and create war, right? The, the, this is just basic political science. When we put that money in the hounds of men, it goes to beer, alcohol, guns. That's where the money goes to. And I'm not just saying this. I'll leave a link where you can like research this. Uh, this amazing piece of work called Half the Sky what profoundly looked at how our gender discrimination in the world globally as a global world is affecting us in extremely detrimental ways. When they put money in the hands of girls and women and increase women's economic stability that's when peace starts to occur. That's when progress starts to be made, right? So essentially, we have an entire world that has been built up around the idea that a woman is not to be in power. She's forbidden from being in power. She's forbidden from having her own money, it makes her economically dependent. And then we withhold medical care so that she is burdened with so many fucking children that she cannot feed that there's no way that she can economically pull herself out of the gutter, right? That's generally how we do society around the world. We put all of the burden for the next generation on her and then withhold money and power from her and trade her as a slave. Like when you go walking down the aisle, ladies, and they say, who gives this woman? It's not... It's not a phrase that's just romantic. It's literally because you were traded as livestock. Livestock. That is the status of women historically. Livestock. Breeders. A cow for a woman. That, that is the status of women historically. Now, we know something about our own evolution and science is 
coming to the point now where it's saying, oh, okay, memories are passed down, right? So whenever I hear someone say, oh, well, I don't see gender. I'm just voting for the best candidate or, oh, I don't listen to that marketing. I just um, make my own choices. Well, you're just wrong. Like you're, you're literally just wrong because genetically we pass down memory. Okay. So if you think of, um, well, here's an example. I'm working on this book called Goat Works, and it is about how goats can uh, transform the planet, actually. I mean, the more I research it, the more I think it's just the most sophisticated, brilliant, simple solution ever. But basically regenerative farming, right? So this author that I have, Lonnie Malberg, that I'm helping, she has a herd of goats. And they use these goats to reclaim and rehabilitate land. So on this land, the goats do their thing, right? And uh, they turn like this dead land into vibrant living land uh, that can grow things and stuff like that. And we've abused the land so badly, so badly with our patriarchal corporation economic system of trade. We have abused the land so badly that this is applicable anywhere on earth. Goats are like these amazing healing creatures, right? Well, when we're talking about it, right? When we're saying, hey, goats can do this. Not any goat can do it. Don't, don't go out and, you know, buy a goat from your neighbor or from somewhere in the South and bring it out West and expect it to be able to do what, what these goats do. Because these goats have a genetic memory, that are specifically created for this job, right? Dogs can be the same way. Maybe that's a better way for me to explain this to you. So we take a dog, right? And let's say we take a German Shepherd or a Doberman Pinscher, right? They are created, bred, they have evolved over time to have a genetic memory that makes them very specifically competent to do a certain type of work right? They don't have to be taught about how to herd animals if they're a shepherd, right? They just herd animals. That's what they do because that's what everyone before them had done and passed down in our DNA are memories. Okay. So this is, this like challenges the whole nature nurture argument in a pretty serious way because it is so ingrained in our memories, this, this patriarchy, right? That there are fears that come up and we think, oh, well, women are afraid of taking power or women are afraid of leading or women are not set out to do, you know, this type of, you know, leadership or capitalism or whatever, right? The fear is not yours. The fear is not mine. The fear is a collective fear. Okay. So it is collectively understood by women all over this planet on a cellular level, like in the DNA, that to speak out and resist the patriarchal powers that be is dangerous. And you know why? Because it's fucking dangerous. That's why. Like there are a lot of really terrible, horrible things on this planet that can happen to a woman who does not sit down and shut the fuck up like a good girl. 
So like even just doing a podcast like this, I have to sort of work myself into it. I resist it a lot because in my DNA, I have programming that says women who speak out will be punished. Uh, women who try to get any power will be punished. You will be in danger for all kinds of things uh, if you go out on the internet and say things like you should vote for a woman because she's a woman. Because our serious problem right now is that we have a massive imbalance between genders. That's actually dangerous. Like it's not my imagination that that's dangerous. I have this genetic memory that tells me what happens to women who speak up and it's not good. You know, murder, <laughs> murder, social ostracization, um, you know, professional outcasting, blackballing, right? These are very real. Like, they're very real. A woman who goes into public to say anything does put herself at more risk than a man does because of patriarchy, because of how imbalanced our gender system actually is. I mean, we're talking like, oh God, I can't remember her name and I feel bad for that right now because really her, Gabby, I think her name was, who got her face blown off when she was elected in a primarily Republican district, that kind of actual threat, right? There are actual threats. And what I know right now, since Donald Trump was elected, that we are on peak awareness of these threats. I cannot tell you how many women I know who have put on massive amounts of weight, like a lot of weight to protect themselves from the very real aggressive hostility of the masculine right now. Rapes are up, friends. What was flirting is now really hostile, right? Like I don't even date anymore because it's that fucking hostile. Like I, I used to enjoy dating in Obama years. It was pretty fun, you know, friendly, having a good time, going out to dinner, doing an activity. Uh-uh, no. Because almost every interaction I've had with men since Donald Trump was elected has had an undertone of danger to it. An undertone of like this uh, defensive masculine aggression, like you can just look around and see what people are driving and you can see where the balance has shifted back, right? There's like this masculine aggression backlash that requires in Colorado a truck bigger than a fucking tank. A truck that takes up more space in the parking lot than a parking lot, uh, you know, line, right? Like you drive up and you're like, are, are you fucking kidding? And it's a, it's a, it's a aggression phallic symbol and they're everywhere now, right? Even, <laughs> even we're no longer defining rape as rape, right? We're, we're not because, oh, well, he shouldn't have done that, but why should his civil liberties be removed? That doesn't seem fair. Like we, like in ourselves, instinctually, we have the idea that his civil liberty to assault someone and not have that ruin his life is more important and carries more weight than her civil liberty not to be attacked, harassed, touched, uh, spoken to in a really degrading, vulgar manner. 
So when we are going into anything, an election, uh, being exposed to media, advertising, marketing, we are not dealing with a brain or body or DNA that comes from a a place where we are equal. None of us are. No one. There's not a soul on this planet who does not carry the genetic memory that says it is safer to be a man than it is to be a woman. A man is more valuable than a woman, right? You can look at that and see, like, even in communism, which supposedly um, held that both genders were equal, that was one of the ideas in communism that made it appealing, is that it would be an answer for patriarchy because men and women would be equal. And yet, what we see in China is that uh, gender abortions skyrocketed to, like, a lot. (laughs) Like, 50,000 girl abortions because she was a girl every year in China, right? This gender side. Like, there is something so deep within us that even if you change the structure of the system, the whole entire political structure, if you change it and have equality as a value without making a way for that to be enforced, right? Because this is our, okay, so if if you, if you just go with, let's be equal. I want, we should not see gender. Women and men should have the same choice. You will defer to your programming, your genetic memory programming. I don't care who the fuck you are. You will defer to that. And it will seem to your brain when you give it thought that you are looking at all of the things, right? All of the topics and the issues and the opinions and the facts and the reason, right? It will appear to you if you go into this choice, right? So we're facing an election. And if you say to yourself, I believe in equality, that is a value that I believe in. I think everybody should have an equal shot. And then you look at each candidate and like, just maybe remove their names or even what they look like or whatever, right? And write them all down. Your brain will still land on a white man. Like, that's what will happen. Your brain will automatically land on a white man because it is in your genetic memory that that is the safer choice. And egos always confuse same with safe, right? So our personalities, our system, our culture, our own bodies hate change. We fucking hate it. It's very uncomfortable. It's scary. It's unknown. So we do everything we can for things to stay the same, even if they're horrible. Right now, we're we're facing so many very real, very terrifying crises, destruction that has been created with the imbalanced gender patriarchy system that we're near extinction. I know that seems extreme, but if you actually look at the science and do the research, it's pretty shocking at how far we've let this go. Like it's, it's stunningly shocking how far we have let this go and just like turned our head and thought things like, oh, well, I don't think gender should matter when gender like fucking matters. Like it fucking matters a lot. Like look around the world and see how much it matters. But it is more terrifying for our bodies, for our brains, 
to say, okay, well, let's just stop that and put a woman in office and see what we can do there. It is so terrifying for us to do that, that we will automatically default to white male every fucking time, every time, because it's in our genetic memory. So that is why things like affirmative action and feminism and women's rights movements and, uh, you know, focused aid toward girls and women in places that are prone to terrorism. They have to be conscious efforts to combat and resist, to check our genetic memory that says, nope, we vote for white men or else we are going to be like real danger, like real danger. I'm trying to convey that this is not imaginary. It is not imaginary. It is very real. The fear that we carry within us that has us uphold the very system that is killing us is real. Because here's the thing, white men didn't get their power because they were um, elected in general population elections all over the world. That's not how they got this power that they're wielding all over the planet to the planet's destruction and to people's destruction. That isn't how they came by their power. They came by it through rape, pillage, plunder, war, terrorism, murder, genocide. Like literal genocide. I mean, our world today is constructed through colonialism and imperialism. Which basically meant that, you know, Europeans who were, you know, in this, like, like, they, they, like, did a little skyrocket, right? They, they were like, oh my god, we just discovered the scientific method. We no longer have to be, um, subjected to mother nature. So now we're geniuses. So let's go around with our genius and take over everything that we find, uh, as if we have that, Right, right. It's such a narcissistic way of thinking, but it's literally what we did. That's literally how America came to be. That's how Australia came to be. That's how, you know, Mexico and Canada, like, it's this very small group of people on the planet figured out how to traverse the world with their, you know, new information and science and then had egos that were so gigantic and narcissistic that they felt they were above any other population or community or culture they came into contact with and then they used manipulation force violence and just a massive amount of presumption right a narcissistic presumption well let's let's get you to take this worthless coin and you give me your hunting grounds that you've had for generations aren't you silly ha 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 that's a fair trade like that's the kind of system that has created this disaster and America is like the millennial of the world. Well, I got my education and now give me all your riches, right? Like show me, show me mine. I, I did this, you know, master's degree or I showed up to the party and I participated. So where's my riches, right? And oh, I'm not going to have to work for that, right? So we're just going all over the world with our economics, right? Our these gigantic mega corporations 
And there's havoc everywhere as a result of, I mean, just fucking havoc in political systems all over the world. And it's due to the massive imbalance that has happened between men and women and the violence, like the violence that the entire planet has committed against the very beings that bear them, right? So a man violating a woman is violating the very way he came into the world. And as a culture, we can be considered a man, right? As a culture, because we're in patriarchy, you have to look at our culture as a man, right? So as a man, we are violating the very being from which we came and we are violating our very own womb, like our whole entire ecosystem. It's a womb. It is the thing that creates life and we are plunging it to the point where we cannot create life. That is a psychosis. We are suffering a serious psychosis. And that balance cannot be created unless we check it, right? Unless we check our genetic memory and go, wait a minute. Now, I know that my default is to vote for a white male. That's my default every fucking time. Even black people will do it. Even Mexican people will do it. Even Asian people will do it because that is the thing that we have been told and observed and learned and remembered. That's the thing we remember is safe. Do not rebel. Do not go against the norm. Do not uh, resist this particular order. And I think that because we are America... And we are so very young. Like we literally are a toddler. And to be generous, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, to be generous, perhaps we are as old as a millennial. I doubt it, though, because, you know, they only act young. They're actually into their mid and late 30s. They just put adulthood off for quite some time. But we are so young that we don't have like this, this cultural idea of these long eternities that we have lived through, right? We have this old world that comes with us through our genetic memory, but it doesn't relate to the land that we live on currently, right? So someone who actually grew up in Europe, that was the land that their people had lived on for millennia, forever and ever and ever, right? When we come to this land, we're so young and we just have the egos that are completely out of proportion to what we um, deserve. <laughs> what we think we deserve is completely out of proportion to what we do deserve, right? What we feel entitled to is massively out of proportion from what we are entitled to just as coexisters on the planet Earth, right? So when we're coming into an election, the most important thing we can look at is culture, right? So a lot of people think, oh, the president, he runs the world. No, he doesn't. He can't even make a law. Like presidents are not that powerful in and of themselves. Like in their direct powers, 
they have very few. The thing that they bring is collective consciousness. And we're America. We're the leaders of the free world. Our collective consciousness is the collective consciousness of the globe. When we have a collective consciousness of peace and hope and optimism and progress and things are getting better and, you know, there's a way forward and we know the way and we're going to do it and we're willing to, you know, put your shoulder to the wheel, push along with a happy face. When we have that kind of attitude in America, the whole world follows. When we have a fuck you, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want and fuck women and fuck the earth and fuck everything that we don't want to deal with, which is the atmosphere in which we currently live. The whole world has that atmosphere. And obviously we're going to get in conflict internationally if we proceed through the world banging and bashing our way to power mining other people for their water, for their food, soil. It's a big problem. The number one thing you are voting for in the primaries and the election is culture, collective consciousness. And if you, (laughs) oh my God, like, There's some pitfalls to that too, friends, right? Because you might interpret that. I'm sure many people will interpret that as, well, then let's get the most religious fervor in there. Dear God, America, please spare us from more religious fervor. And by that, I mean, we have to stop going from such extreme to extreme. We cannot sustain that. So when we became... A country. Time lasted long, right? There was a long time. It took months to traverse the Atlantic. Months people spent on boats to come to the new world. A person would have to spend months of their lives in a covered wagon to go across this country to a new place to live out west. It took months For the election system to even make its way to Washington, or I guess it was in Virginia at the time, it took a long time. Things took a long time. But we live on fast forward now, my friends. Four years is not much time. Four years is not much time. We're facing global crises that need very serious direction and that direction needs to go in the same direction for quite a while, right? Like to switch direction every four years is creating massive havoc. It's creating massive havoc in us internally. Do you know what I mean? Like things feel like they're moving much faster because they are moving much faster. We can reach decisions much faster. The 24 hour news cycle We hear about something so fast that we can't even process the information. So we constantly feel overwhelmed because we're trying to process the amount of information that a person wouldn't even have in their entire lifetime, right? So along with this genetic memory of 
you know, thousands of years that is in our DNA, we now confront those thousands of years and that concept of time with the 24 hour news cycle and the internet. And it's moving so quickly that we can't process the information and we can't catch our breath. So what do we do again? We default. We cannot process the details, details like um, the result of having no regulation on our massive corporations. Oh, okay. Well, now we're facing a massive water shortage. And by massive, I mean, we've already had some wars and conflicts started over water storage or water existence, actually. Why? Well, it takes 40,000 gallons to feed one cow. And that's the steak that you're eating and you paid a dollar for it at the fast food place. That doesn't quite make sense. No, it doesn't quite make sense. That's the kind of economics we're doing. That bottle of water that you got at the grocery store. Okay, well, that came from someone's, like, it's, <laughs> there's no magical spring somewhere for this mountain spring water. No, this is like the people's water that they need to live to drink. And we're running out of water. We're running our, we're running the groundwater, which is supposed to be used during drought season. Uh, it's supposed to be there for emergencies and we're running out. Like we're scratching empty here. So consider for a second what happens to a world when there's no water. Like the way that we're operating in the world is like this patriarchal, I need money right now and I want it. Like not, I need it right now and I've got a 50 year, 100 year, 1000 year plan, right? That would be like a rational sort of way of thinking. I've got a 100 year plan and I want to make the life better for my young ones. Man, I don't think we're understanding what kind of crisis we're looking at in young people. They're not optimistic about their future. And what we know from aid given to other countries is that people who are not optimistic about their future are highly prone to religious fervor, zealotry, terrorist activity, because what the fuck do they have to lose? So it's our default, right? Like, there's so much information coming at us that the thing that's going to take over is the default, right? And you'll think, oh, God, I've really given all these ideas a lot of thought. Or, oh, patriarchy was only bad because they were bad ideas. No. Patriarchy in itself is very bad for the world. Patriarchy just for patriarchy's sake, that institution in and of itself is what we're using to run the world. And it is very dangerous. It is devastating to all life. All life, plant, animal, woman, even young men, right? Like this is, I have a son. This system is not good for my son at all. 
at all. This is not good for him. And so when we expect kids to come up in a patriarchal system and then say things like, boys and girls should be equal without sitting them down and talking about like, well, okay, but your default is going to be toward patriarchy because it's in your genetic memory. So we have to make a concerted, conscious effort to go towards equality, right? You're not going to just go towards equality just because you say things or believe things like things should be equal. It shouldn't matter whether it's a man or a woman. I'm voting for this man on his merit. I'm voting for his ideas. Okay, but you're still voting for patriarchy. Like, of course, all the candidates have good ideas. Of course they do. But here's the thing. They don't understand what doesn't affect them. They don't understand what doesn't affect them. And that is what leads to disaster. It doesn't affect them that there's a massive rape crisis. It doesn't affect them. Like, not really. Here's something interesting. Um, I lived in Texas during the Hillary Obama election. So obviously, yeah, it's Texas. And once Texas found out about Roe versus Wade, it stopped thinking and just started getting really, really angry and more and more and more masculine. Um, so obviously I was not going to, you know, win Texas over, but I was doing it. I was having a good time. It was important to me at the time I was writing a blog, the girl revolution. I had devoted my life to gender, uh, and making sure that my daughter grows up into a world that's not going to fuck her over. Um, it was going great by the way, until Trump. Yeah. So I was a delegate. Okay, so I, I was, you know, a delegate for the Democratic Party, for the Democratic Convention, and I got to go to Austin with the other delegates from, you know, the local area that I lived in, in East Texas. So I get on this bus, <laughs> and I look around, and it's full of black women. They were the only inhabitants on the bus, black women. Um and one young black gay kid. And I said, oh, okay, so are you guys here for, and all of them go, Hillary. Like they, they were like serious. It is Hillary. And I said, well, okay. Uh, because like, how did you pick between gender and race? And here's what they said. Who is worse to women than a white man, black man, because he has less to lose, right? So their point was that uh, men across race, men across race have not uplifted women. And this is a fact. This is not me being an asshole. This is not me being, you know, stereotypical. Look around the globe. In countries where the population is black, men are still in, it's still patriarchal. 
It's still patriarchal. And this checked a thought of mine because I was thinking, I don't understand how like black people, black men are not pushing women forward because women push black men forward and white women have been fighting for equality. And if you're a minority, how come you aren't fighting for other minorities? Yeah. If you're a minority, how come you aren't fighting for other minorities? And my dad loves me or my mom loves me or, you know, so-and-so loves me. So why would they do this that harms me? Why would they keep voting for and upholding a system that harms women? Their daughters, their mothers, their wives, their sisters. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Because when women were being traded as livestock, it isn't as though love hadn't been invented. For every woman that's ever been abused, she has had a father a brother, a son, a husband, someone, uncle, grandfather. She's had a male person in her life who voted against her right to vote. In fact, there had to be more than one because we're talking about a majority system here. For every woman who has not had a right, who has been sexually harassed, who has not had an opportunity to advance in her profession, who has not been given property as an inheritance. There was a man who said he loved her or who was supposed to love her, who said he was her protector or who was supposed to provide and protect for her. So I find it, I find it, well, depressing and demoralizing for one thing, but also I find it to be a very blind spot for progressive women who love men. Conservative women too, but it, <laughs> generally what I find with conservative women is they've bought into their role as obedient and submissive. So that's just how they're going to vote. However, their husband tells them to vote right? Or whatever their, you know, predominant culture is. And believe me, I was one of you stuck in that culture and it sucked so hard. I cannot even tell you how much it sucked to be in a Christian culture in the South. Oh, well, also I've been blessed to be in a Mormon culture in Utah too. So I get the outside influence. It's a real big motivator to stay in your lane, shut your mouth, and just get as far ahead as you can without making any waves and drawing any attention to yourself. I get it. It is real. It is also what's putting us in danger. And we're conflating love to mean wanting the best for that person instead of just ourselves. Like women are extremely empathic. Because we have to be, right? If your job is to take care of your husband and your family and make sure that everything stays at peace and if you don't, you're going to get hit <laughs> or raped <laughs> or sold. Like if this is the uh, penalty for having a disapproving male in your life, you're going to shut the fuck up and stay in your lane. 
And that's in our genetic memory, but friends, it is also in this very current, real time. That our default is going to tell us to vote for that white guy. And unless we make a conscious choice that it's patriarchy that we're done with, like I'm done with patriarchy. Forget all the novel ideas that I am hearing coming from these candidates because they don't get to interact those ideas, friends. They don't. They don't have, like, there's, oh gosh, who's that cute uh, Asian candidate? I know, it's so awful. I can't, I don't know his name. Um, I could look it up, but I'm on the air right now, so I'm not going to take time off for that. But he's got this cute idea. Like, let's, you know, give every person $1,000 to use toward whatever it is that works for them. That equals the playing field for things like insurance and Medicaid and, you know, some of our practical matters. It's a great idea, and he can never get it passed. It's not going to pass because that's not how our system is set up. We elect a president with some great ideas. It doesn't fucking matter. Because the system works in a very specific way and there are some hindrances in our system, partly for our protection, but partly used right now in the last 20 years for massively obstructionist agendas that do not reflect the majority of this country. We have candidates in office who are there by default and the default being let's elect a white man. Let's keep him in office forever and ever and ever because we hate change done, right? Okay, that's our default. So we have a whole bunch of default folks in Congress, in the House. It's a problem. But this idea that we should elect someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing is a terrible idea. It's a bad idea. Like, if you don't understand, like, Donald Trump doesn't know how the system works. And so he's just running around the world, running his mouth off and creating chaos. This helps no one. It might help your jack off male ego to make you feel powerful, but you're not powerful with this guy running around. He, like, it's, it's just going to swing. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Like, if we keep going back and forth like this with religious fervor, we're never going to get anywhere. We're just going to go from extreme to extreme. And we can't process this. As a collective consciousness, as a human being, we cannot process this much drama. It's too much fucking drama. So while I find Bernie Sanders' ideas to be, okay, great. If you cannot get them done, then all it does is cause us problems. And he cannot get the majority of his ideas done because they're too far. It's religious fervor, right? This Trump and Bernie religious fervor, God save us from it. Because we can't make actual progress. Like, you can't just elect someone because you like their slogan or their ideals, right? Because no one gets to implement their ideals. Like, they don't. They don't get to implement their ideals. And we have things in place that are making sure no one moves forward anywhere. No one can move forward anywhere. Electing an old man who aged out of his dominant position in patriarchy is not an evolved move. 
You don't age out of a dominant place in society. You don't age into having the minority's issues truly impact your life. That's the thing. Like the issues that could actually create equality in this country are very much attached to motherhood and the way that we're raising families and who is carrying the burden of that and who carries the burden for pregnancy and for uh, raising children to adulthood and how they come into the, you know, adulthood uh, with what, like, this is something that a white man cannot comprehend mainly because he doesn't care to, right? Like, I can't, I read a lot. I mean, I read a lot. And the common theme that I'm hearing from men that I'm reading, like that I admire their work and I'm looking at their ideas, the common theme is, and the, the really progressive smart ones even say this themselves, they haven't given it much thought, right? So you don't have to equate someone who is supporting patriarchy with hate. That's not what it is at all, right? Men do terrible things to women, not necessarily motivated by hate, but apathy. Like, as lovely as Bernie Sanders is, as an old white guy, and I have no complaints, Bernie Sanders, all right, great, if he's our next president, I mean, I'll be happy that it's not Donald Trump. I won't expect us to get very far, and I certainly won't expect it to do a whole mountain of stuff for the problem of patriarchy. And patriarchy is the core problem. Look into it. Patriarchy is at the core of all of our global problems from war to the environment to human rights. Like patriarchy is at the center of it. But okay, if we're going for another white guy, Bernie Sanders, great. I've got no complaints. But here's the thing. Doesn't affect the core problem. It doesn't create change with the core problem. I don't know if you know this, but Joe Biden was huge in women's issues, much more than Obama. See, people, God, when when it was Obama versus um, uh, McCain, <laughs> I would hear women, feminists, progressives talk about how much he was going to do for women as opposed to McCain, right? Well, he has two daughters. That's what people said. Yeah, so did George Bush. And so did a whole bunch of other dudes who have created really terrible systems for women. George Bush's like his, uh, you know, his secretaries of state and the uh, administration he put around him was not worse than Obama's in terms of gender disparity. Obama's was no better. Obama, the one thing that he did that was really impactful for women, two things actually, that was really impactful for women were one, healthcare, two, collective consciousness. Right. So it became not cool to be rapey and sexually harassing and discriminatory and hostile. Right. In Obama, that's it was a culture in which women felt safer. We got thinner. We got prettier. We got thinner. We felt more free. It helped us move more into the professional system in that way, which is a really important way. But 
He did not institute a whole bunch of feminine progress in his cabinet or in his administration. Birth control was the primary thing that he did for women to help women move ahead. It's the primary thing that we do when we do aid as well. A woman having access to family planning is the number one thing we can do internationally to maintain our own world peace safety. But Democrats have been not much better, actually, not much better at all in terms of assisting women get ahead, in terms of worldwide assistance to women getting ahead, in terms of women in our country getting ahead. And this is primarily because we hinder women's ability to operate in the world by placing all of the burden of the family on her. In all kinds of ways. And I honestly, I have, I don't think Bernie, it doesn't affect him. Why should he care? Why should he care? Like, that's the problem. It's apathy. At the core of patriarchy, there is an apathy for women. Here's the values we hold as capitalists. Here's the values that we hold as Republicans or Democrats. Here's the value we hold financially. The we in all of those examples are patriarchal values. And while I definitely, I mean, honestly, I would prefer to show up to court and have a man be the judge for my, um, you know, rape trial or child support than a woman because women can be far more critical of other women, but that's because of patriarchy. Because you have that fear welling up inside of you. And if you speak out, you trigger the fear of other women. And they have much at stake to keeping things cool. Just chill out because I got to go live with this dude. Like if you make, if you make noise and make problems, that's going to negatively impact my life is the situation for most women on the planet still today. For a woman near them to make noise, well, that's going to cause a whole bunch of problems because now the person they're sleeping with, whether that's their husband or their boyfriend or whoever, is going to be irritated. And now it's triggered the fear in you, right? Women have a trigger of fear whether it's them speaking out or other women making noise and speaking out, it makes us very uncomfortable because we have to establish some sort of baseline for peace in a patriarchal system. It doesn't matter who you are or what your ideals are. We live in a patriarchal system. It doesn't matter if you were born in a family of only girls you live in a patriarchal system. So my friends, if you believe in fairness and meritocracy and democracy and equality and equity, 
the choice has to be for Elizabeth Warren if you want equality. Because we cannot be gender blind right now. It is not an authentic experience in the world today to be gender blind. That is not an authentic experience. Putting a white guy at the head, again, is patriarchy, plain and simple. And patriarchy is the core problem central to all of the shit mess we are in. Imbalance. You don't have to wait for all the good men to be gone to elect a woman and have that be valuable simply for the value of having someone that's different. Someone who has a different background knowledge. Someone who walks around the world who has had the experience of getting sexually harassed, who has had the experience of being attacked energetically for her sexuality or her body or her hair. That is not something that a Bernie Sanders or a Joe Biden can have experience in. They can't. So while they may hear it on the periphery, it is not central to their lives. Whether a, whether a woman can achieve professional ambitions because she is burdened by all the burdens of a family and therefore falls behind her male peers. This is not an experience that Joe Biden or any of the, any of the other candidates have experienced. But it's central to why patriarchy exists. And to how patriarchy is upheld and enforced. These issues are not women's issues. They are issues of international peace. They're issues of economics. They're issues of environmental responsibility. We are operating from one point of view all over the world. And that point of view is male. And a person who leads will operate from their own point of view. And from that point of view, look around the world and see what having one point of view has created. This is not about demonization of white men or demonization of a particular white man. It is an issue of the world operating from one particular specific point of view that has been created, enforced, upheld through violence, subjugation, mindless ambition, fucked up priorities from one point of view. And that point of view is male. They did not come by it through a meritocracy. Had meritocracy been even a little bit involved in any of our global situations, 
we would not be here facing this now. We would not. If it were if it were a matriarchy, we'd be in some other kind of fucked up disaster created by one point of view. And that would be a different fucked up disaster, but it wouldn't be this one. There's a massive imbalance and the imbalance will not be corrected by voting for another guy. Pretending that we are gender blind simply puts us going for default. That's what it does. And the default is male. Pretending that we can operate from the fallacy of objectivity, regardless of gender, is, it's a delusion. That's what it is. It's a delusion, plain and simple. You're not special. You don't have brain powers more than anyone else. You can be a fucking genius and you still are not above your genetic memory. You can be the kindest man on the planet and your point of view will still be that of patriarchy. It won't mean that you can't do good in the world. In fact, patriarchy cannot end unless men get on board and say, this is not balanced. It's fucked up. We got to shift this. The second men get on board and look around and go, this is fucked up. We got to end this. We got to really make an effort. We got to change. Like, here's what's fascinating. The same guy who won't step back and take half the child care responsibilities so that his wife can move forward in her profession is the same guy who will blather on about, um, you know, how crappy the business world is concerning gender, right? Like, they're the same dudes who we're married to are also making really fucked up policy that make it legal to rape someone. Yeah, that guy loves his daughter. I don't know what his fucking definition of love is, but that's the problem. We don't have one definition of love in this world. There's a masculine definition and there is a feminine definition. And a woman's life depends on whether she can be empathetic, empathic and empathetic enough to understand what her, what the men around her are feeling and act accordingly to try to control their emotions and a dude who just, I mean, why should he care? What's she going to do? Like, what does an angry wife do? <laughs> she should have controlled me better. And I know this. There is a definite connection between the defensive aggression that quote unquote good men are feeling and exhibiting now and the pornography SEO keyword being mom. So a man who's good right now, like a good man, a man who is good for women, good for the planet, good for culture, good for society, a good man, however we're defining that right now, feels ashamed and probably wants to defend his own individual self from that shame, which is causing a whole bunch of real weird, fucked up, 
behaviors. One of those being that mom is the number one search term on Pornhub, which is the largest pornography site in the world. Mom. Have we discovered that all men secretly want to fuck their mothers? I don't think so. Have we discovered that all moms want to fuck their kids? I definitely know that's not true. <laughs> I think what we're uncovering is that men know they're out of control. They know they're out of control and they want someone to stop them and they're looking for one authority. The only authority that a man ever has his entire life that is female is his mom. It's insane, but literally once a man reaches adulthood, he then becomes the authority of his mother in nearly every culture, certainly every religion on this planet today. Men are looking for someone to help them rein it in. So if you're a good man out there and you're feeling shame, I applaud you for having the goddamn common decency and good sense to be ashamed at the way shit is going right now. Thank you. Thank you for having the emotional intelligence to be ashamed of yourself and all the people around you. For what is happening today to the planet, to women, to the economy, shame is an appropriate fucking response. What's not an appropriate response is a psychopathic apathy, a narcissism that says, well, that's their problem. But the majority of Men, good or bad, are just plain apathetic. They can't see the problem. It doesn't affect them. The women around them are not getting real loud about it because there are penalties to pay for that shit. They haven't even thought to be curious about it because why would they? The Amazon rainforest is on fire. Because of a patriarchal economic system that's making produce, production, farming, burn down the rainforest. Yeah, trace it back. Patriarchy. Like all of this stuff that we're talking about, that we're terrified about, that we're looking at. Trace it back. Patriarchy is the core problem. Go all the way through the systems. You get to one spot. And that spot is an imbalance in gender. The way shit is run, the way we try to fix things with the same point of view that we created the problem with. The only correction for that is balance. I promise you, if we elect a woman just because she's a woman, we are not going to end up in matriarchy for fuck's sake. One woman that we elect just because she's a woman, quote unquote, just because, even though every man before her has been elected just because he's a man, 
that is not going to tilt us toward patriarchy. It's going to make the minorest little ripple toward balance. There's still a fucking long way to go before we get to balance to anything that's healthy or resembles any kind of health on the planet. So when you're thinking, well, I believe in equality, I want you to raise one hand all the way up high as far as it goes and then put one hand on the ground and then move your hand up the teeniest tiny little inch and call that a vote for Elizabeth Warren and then look at the distance between your hands. Have you come anywhere near discriminating against men? Fuck no. Are you insane? You haven't even come anywhere near that. Nowhere near close. We're talking about thousands of years of patriarchy. You're not going to fuck that up if you vote for a woman right now. Because patriarchy is the problem that needs to be addressed. This is not man-hating. This is not a denial of the virtue of equality. In fact, it is the only way to stay in integrity with that as a virtue. You cannot stay in integrity with the virtue of equality and vote for the same point of view, the same life experience, the same walking around in the world experience that every other leader has had who has created the system that is crumbling right before our eyes. This is going to (laughs) crumble. It's crumbling in front of our faces and we keep pretending like it's a, a matter of political side, progressive versus no, it's patriarchy. It's a massive gender imbalance on the planet a massive imbalance for running the world from one point of view is playing itself out. And suddenly no one's allowed to say it. No one's allowed to talk about it. No one's allowed to say it. And I'm not immune. It took me days and days and days and months and months to even make this Podcast, because there are penalties to pay for women who say unpopular things. There are penalties to pay with my very conservative family. With the progressive women I know who claim to be colorblind because they have a pet male candidate. With the internet. And with my own apathy. God, you have no idea how often I pray that I just don't care like the rest of the world. God, I wish I just didn't care. My life would be a lot easier if I just didn't care about things. But my body tends to rebel when I do that. Okay, so Super Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. If you haven't registered to vote, please do so now. If you're entertaining the idea of a third-party vote, please don't vote for Donald Trump. 
again because that's what that is. A third party vote is a vote for Donald Trump. There's no skirting it this time, friends. We have a two-party system. There's no skirting your responsibility for this man in office. A third-party vote is an explicit vote for Donald Trump. You did not find a moral loophole. There isn't a moral loophole this time. In many previous elections, there's been a moral loophole. There is no moral loophole here. And guys, this guy's a psychopath. I had these tenants. They were great the first year. I didn't raise the rent. I kept everything the same. They signed a lease and then started moving in deep freezes and refrigerators and hot tubs. But you said electricity was included in the rent. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that kind of shit is what's going to happen when we have a sitting duck president. A lame duck president. He has nothing to lose by throwing us into violent wars. Permanently destroying international relations that have been delicately, delicately (laughs) nurtured for decades by people who came before him who actually, you know, gave a shit about anything good and decent. Like, this guy is literally a Nazi sympathizer. So if you're going to try to pull the, I'm moral, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but I didn't vote for the Democratic candidate either. I stayed home or... I voted for the third party person. No, Mm -mm. no, the responsibility lies at your feet. And (laughs) I don't think we've seen the worst of Donald Trump, not until he doesn't have another election to win. He has another. Plus, God, Republicans, aren't you so fucking embarrassed yet? Like, if you're not embarrassed, I I don't know what the fuck where the fuck is your head if you're not looking around and going oh my god i'm gonna do an episode called that's what jesus said and i'm just gonna read a whole bunch of shit that i hear republicans and donald trump say that are straight out of the mouth of satan oh but he's pro-choice or he's pro-life he's not pro-choice no he's not oh my god like it's It's literally like a gag. That's what this guy is. It's a prank. It's a big prank. He's playing a prank at an international global scale. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, friends. And go to the show notes. I'm going to put a link there for a book called Half the Sky, which is very enlightening in terms of what patriarchy and changing the dynamics of that in real ways, like elected officials, companies, where we put our money, how that changes world peace, international relations, our economy, climate. Like it's a real thing. It's not just a quote unquote feminist issue. It is a real thing. This imbalance that we have of gender 
is at the core of all of our insanity and all of the shit that's about to blow us to pieces. Okay, love you. Bye.